welcome to the first episode of Delta Sigma Pi's Frat Chat. This podcast was made by the brothers at the Delta Epsilon, Epsilon Chapter at the University of North Texas. With this podcast, we hope to talk about business, connect with alumni, talk to professionals, and grow as brothers. So sit back, grab a quarantini, and enjoy. Today, uh, we have former Delta Epsilon Chapter President Amanda Nidro, uh, the current President Mary McGuire and former VPCO, and we have Miss Mar- uh, Sarah Martinez, the co-host of this episode. So everyone say hello, and um, yes, everyone just introduce themselves, and um, we can get started with, with this episode. Okay, yeah, well, I'm Amanda, uh, so I was president of the Delta Epsilon chapter, Delta Epsilon chapter, for the past two years up until spring 2020. Um, and then after that, I graduated, and now I am a loan consultant at Caliber Home Loans, and um, yeah, still involved with DSP as much as possible, and I uh, still remember everything that happened during the spring 20 semester when everything went crazy, um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about that. Hi everyone, I'm Mary McGuire. I'm the current president for the fall 2020 to spring 2021 academic year. And last year I started in the fall as the social chair and then worked my way up to vice president of chapter operations in the spring. And now I am the current president. Hey everyone, uh, I'm Sarah Martinez. I am the current SVP of Delta Epsilon. Uh, I pledged in spring 2019. And then I was the chapter webmaster for a semester and then the vice president of community service uh, last semester. Um, I'm very excited to start this frat chat. Um, can't wait to talk about literally everything. So super excited. Right. And that, with that being said, today's topic is actually how COVID affected our spring semester and how it affected recruitment. And so since we have uh, Amanda here, we just want to understand what was going through, like her mindset, what the executive board was going through, because it came out of nowhere. We went to Dallas lead in the beginning of March, and then we started spring break, but then immediately UNT extended another, another week of spring break, and then everything was online. So it was just kind of confusing to see how that happened. So if you guys just want to chime in and tell us, like, what you would expect the spring semester to be like from January onwards. Um, we can go ahead and get started with that. I know we all had goals, personal goals. Like after I went to Dallas Lead, I had these goals of becoming a better brother. I wanted to get my schoolwork ahead of myself. I actually emailed my, my uh, professor saying, hey, after spring break, can I come see you for office hours? I want to improve as a student. And then unfortunately that never happened. So it was kind of confusing. Um, but what, what do you guys have to say about that? Like what, how did it affect you guys personally? Yeah, I remember all of that starting back in January, because you were saying starting from January and on then, uh, President's Academy happened, and that was a really cool experience because I was actually able to set a lot of very specific goals for the remainder of the semester, and that's kind of when everything, like, we didn't talk about COVID at that point. Um, It was really just not even a thought about not continuing semester so it's kind of crazy how all of my goals that I planned out were really to be implemented at the very tail end of the semester and then none of that even happening and I I know you all went to lead as well and 
lead was just an experience where I remember going and thinking like, are we, are we safe? Like, are we good? But no one ever thought like we wouldn't come back to school. At that point, it was just starting our spring break. And we were like, this is a little, a little on edge, but it was more of just a joke. Um, I mean, yeah, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I literally remember like the week after lead is when COVID blew up. Like, I think the week we went to lead, I think the weekend was like the end of our spring break or just started our spring break. So we were like, oh, we get another week. And then COVID blew up. And then UNT was like, okay, here's another week. You know, we'll see what happens. And then I think those like two weeks, just everything blew up. I, all the schools were closing. I mean, it just, it got crazy. So I actually remember being at work at UT. Or am I messing up the connection? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. We'll... Okay. I actually remember being at UNT like during spring break for work and hearing just stuff about like the closures and stuff. And I was like, there's no way UNT is going to close. Like they're the last ones to close. And then they ended up, you know, we ended up going online the rest of the semester. Amanda didn't even get to have her graduation, you know, in person, which sucks, but it was it was crazy how fast it happened. Yeah, I definitely remember like going into lead. It was kind of still seen as like a joke. You know, it was like right before spring break started. And then I remember that following, it was like ended on a Sunday. That following Wednesday, everything exploded. And we were like, well, we just gathered with like hundreds of people. So, I mean, that's kind of problematic. But we all like... We're safe, which is super awesome. I also, I don't know, Amanda and Sarah, I don't know if you felt the same way, but I remember our last in-person exec meeting, it was like March 17th or something, when like COVID was just on fire at that point in the US. I just remember like the people who could come into the BLB, you know, and I just remember all of us sitting there and we, I don't know if like the room has ever felt more dead than it did that day. Everyone just looked so exhausted and just so like confused as to what the heck was going on in the world. And I don't know, that energy was just like six feet under, I feel like. Yeah, 100%. Like, and it's crazy because I think every single exec board across the nation had like the same exact questions, but obviously there was no answers to anything. I remember they were starting, at least for our region, um, they were starting to have the uh, chapter leadership consultants, you know, come out and fly out. And that whole semester we were preparing, scheduling meetings for them with the Dean and um, student activities. And that was really exciting because we were actually gonna be able to explore like our presence within UNT as a whole. And we were preparing for that all semester and they were supposed to come that week that everything closed. It was supposed to be that Wednesday after. And I get this email that's like, never mind, <laughs> we're not coming. And then it was like, oh, okay, so I guess we have to um, reschedule that for maybe a month, like a week. Like we, we didn't even think of the fact that we would still be virtual. So I know that you guys can talk more about like how 
being virtual now has been, because I just kind of <laughs> handed it all to Mary and left, um, and I didn't really have to deal with all the repercussions, because by the time I left, everything was still in the dark. Like, there were still so many question marks that um, I never had to find the <laughs> answer to. Yeah, I was so crazy. I remember leading up to spring break in my role as VPCO, I was like mapping out all of the trials we still had to get through and, you know, the points benchmark. I don't even know if we, we got to the points benchmark midway through, but that was it. And I remember just planning everything I had to do to finish the last half of the position. And then everything just went south. And then our officer elections had to come so fast. So it's like, no, I didn't even get to fulfill my role. Sarah didn't even get to fulfill her role last semester. It all just happened so quick. And I feel bad for Leo too, because he was so excited to do his uh, his uh, EPPE stuff. And then two months in, it just ended. And so it was hard for him because he had all these ideas that he wanted to implement for the next uh, VPPE. And so he, he basically, like he gave up. He went MIA actually. Uh, <laughs> he went on like a self journey to define himself and he he realized he wanted to do like a double major in econ and stuff like that. But like, yeah, these goals set out too. And this COVID came, this wiped everything away. Like all the, all the goals we had, like everything was gone. So it was just crazy. Cause like, I remember <laughs> it's really bad, but there was one brother who said right before spring break that he was going to go to Wuhan and bring COVID to campus to shut down school. Cause he was a senior. And so apparently the policy professor was like, if COVID comes to uh, campus, then I'm just going to pass you guys. So his joke was that he was going to bring COVID <laughs> back. I know it's really bad to say now. Like, it's, it's like super devastating, but we joked, that's how much we joked about it. And for it to actually happen and like have friends who are so close to us to get sick too, it just really, we did not take it seriously at all. Yeah. And I, it's definitely once it kind of came together, like that week of spring break, it was a completely different story, but everyone I remember it was just kind of like college students they joke about things that are very morbid like um I'm gonna make the school pay for my tuition if a bus hits me while I'm walking across the street stuff like that that just um obviously sounds terrible but you just don't you don't think that stuff will ever happen um but yeah it's crazy and you were talking about how everyone just Kind of changed their plans and Leo who's our our, our past uh, pledge ed just kind of had to go on a little vacay from life <laughs> like right, right. to find out like you know what are really are my goals and what really are, is everything and I know so many people lost their internships too everywhere like across the whole country not just at UNT and job offers and um, I am now in a field that like I didn't prepare myself for in college. I, I didn't think I'd be doing this at all. Um, I, I told myself I would never do sales. Everyone in college says, I want to do whatever, but not sales, anything but sales. And then that's what I'm doing and I love it. And I have like a completely different path. So I'm also interested to hear what you guys think about like how this has changed the chapter or yourselves for the better or put you on a better path than like you were before? Does anyone have anything like that? So I will say that in the past, I haven't been a good student. And so my plan for the summer was to get an internship and just, you know, get the experience. But since everything was canceled, I actually took on some classes 
improved my GPA, was able to clear my major, and I'm in a better place now. So I think of it as a blessing in disguise, even though it's not really a blessing for the people who, you know, have suffered. But I've definitely become a better student. I have my, my priority. My priority is organized. I'm an officer on the fraternity now, which is great. And so I'm really happy to see myself grow as a person these past couple months, even though it's super unfortunate for other people who have lost jobs, family members, friends, you know. It's really, it's like a bittersweet type of opportunity that's happened. And so I feel bad about saying that, but I've, I've honestly improved so much and I'm happy for myself. But um, I know for others, it's been a very difficult time and I'm sure nobody all can relate to like, even if it, we don't know anyone who has COVID, like it so hurts to see people suffering through it because it's like a very devastating disease or illness. But um, I think we just have to power through it and stay safe. What do you guys think? No, I definitely agree. Um, you know, a lot of people suffered and, you know, a lot of people took this time to grow. And in my opinion, I think the people who are suffering now, you know, maybe they're going to grow in the next month, in the next week, you know, their, their time for growth will come. And I believe everyone in some aspect will grow from this, whether it be academically, professionally, personally, mentally, emotionally, I know I started going to therapy during COVID and it was something that I had put off for years, you know, but if, if this wasn't a thing, it probably still would have been put off. So it's, you know, everyone has their opportunity to grow right now. And the people who are suffering, I firmly believe they will eventually get their opportunity to grow, whether it's, you know, in a, in a day or two or in a week or two, or even in six months, you know, but I know for sure, everybody is going to find some kind of light through this, for sure. Well, they've worked so hard all their college career to get an internship. They got an internship with like their dream job. And then, you know, the the offers rescinded and you can't do anything about it. You know, people are just, they have to do what you have to do. Like, you can't bring all of these new employees into the workspace when there's like a pandemic going on. So I think what we learned, and I think the exec committee did an amazing job with like decision-making, like rapid decision-making, what's the best for our chapter and like, like what, what do we do? Like, do we still have on campus stuff, even though like, it's still like iffy, there's no information to work with. Exec team, like we did a really good job with moving everything online fast. Um, so I think we definitely improved our like leadership skills in that point. But I know personally, I've had a very tough time, like mentally dealing with this stuff. So like Mary was saying, you know, there's, there's light and people are going to get through it. And I think they should use this time to work on themselves. And, you know, if you did get like your, you know, your job offer taken away, there's always going to be companies like after this is over, I think everyone's going to go on a hiring spree and people are going to want everything. So I think definitely use this time, you know, all this free time, if you do have to improve some skills, um, just work on yourselves and work on your weaknesses and improve them. And then I think everything happens for a reason, you know, I mean, look at Amanda. She, she got, she, she likes her job now. I mean, she's making money. So I think it's just like Mary said, there's light at the end of the tunnel, but it's crazy because as humans, we want to be so in control of every single aspect of our life, but this is something 
that was completely out of our control. And the only thing that you can control is how you react to something like this. And so really just honing in on how you feel one day may be completely different the next day, but we can't control the general life situation that's going on. I mean, we are literally in a pandemic, you know, how are we going to react to this? What are we going to do every single day to not literally go insane from, you know, this kind of situation we're in? So yeah, I think focusing on the things that we can control has really helped people like push through this whole pandemic and has pushed through like getting back to school, getting on our feet, finding different opportunities, accepting, you know, loss, whether it's loss from a family member, a job, opportunities, you know, it's all about how you react to these kinds of situations. I like how you say that too, Mary, because I think you mentioned it in one of our meetings is like, you know, this is happening, but we're gonna like, we have to deal with it. And I'm glad that you have that attitude because I've seen other chapters, other organizations like, hey, we're not accepting anyone right now. Like, we're not going to do the virtual thing. We're just, we're going to postpone it. Where we are, you're like, you know, we have to do what we can with the situation. So we're going to have virtual meetings. We're still going to meet. We're still going to continue these um, traditions of our brotherhood. And I'm glad that you had that attitude because I think that definitely motivated me because um, I was very like, okay, I'm just unmotivated with my position. I really want to give up. Like, you know, I didn't want to try, but, you know, I had a very negative ener like energy about it. But whenever you and other exec members are like, you know, we got to do what we have to do. Like, let's make the most out of it. I think that definitely helped me in my position and like with have a better attitude going forward. Right. And to add to that, like when I chose to uh, go for uh, outreach share, it was based off Jonah, my big. And so he did a lot of external events, like going off to like, he wants to go to like, uh, meet up with other chapters and do like events. Like when I had um, run for my position, I told Amanda that I wanted to do like a camping a trip. So we have like multiple chapters go camping together. Like I have all these cool ideas, but since everything went virtual. I honestly was so sad because I didn't know where my place was. And I expressed this to Zom and Leo. I was like, hey guys, like, I'm, I really don't know what to do with my position. There's like everything I wanted to do was going to be in person. And so that's when I took a step back and I was like, after hearing Mary, you know, be very motivational. I was like, let me see if I can, you know, connect other people virtually. Let's see if we can do that. And then I remember um, Sarah used to always talk about starting a podcast. And I was like, what if I made a podcast and I united the other chapters alumni from across the country and that's a way that we can reach out and still you know socialize and so without you know the brothers in the chapter you know having these positive attitudes having these skills I was able to like pick and choose what I wanted to do and create this podcast which I'm really happy to do really happy to have you guys on here because I was honestly really nervous in the beginning I was I voiced my uh my nervousness to the other to the, uh, Mary and Amanda and stuff but I'm actually really happy it's happening. And I feel like this can go a great way because hearing you guys talk is like your personal experiences really make and highlight what we went through. And then our experiences really show us that we can overcome this. I mean, like, I'll be honest, yesterday I had a really bad mental day. And so I don't know if you guys noticed, but I told you guys I was going to message you like in the evening, but it got to you like late in the, late in the, the night. I was just like so burnt out from school, so burnt out from like my position that is couldn't couldn't do it but you know you got to push through it and 
right? You get you get the, the fruits of your your labor. Basically, I'm really happy that I was able to go through last night and get to this point. I'm really happy to finally see it in person after making it after months. And so I'm really thankful for you guys to be here. And you know, it's worth it as long as you push through and you don't shy away from your 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 job. Then it it, it means something. It it really pays off in the end. And I'm gonna be so honest. And this apparently this podcast is now just the hype Delta Epsilon podcast, which is not what it was meant to be, but here it is. Um, and I'm not saying this because it's all officers that are in the Zoom call. Hello. Um, but I really think that this semester has really been the brightest that Delta Epsilon has like shine in so long that I've seen. And I like it's so refreshing. And I met up with Mary like a couple days ago or like a week ago. And I meant to say this, and I totally forgot, but I think, and I kind of mentioned it a little bit, like just the social media and like the outward presence that the chapter has is so awesome. And maybe it's like, um, hopefully I just never had a negative attitude about how the chapter like was presenting, but I always felt like there can be more that can be done. And I just didn't know how to push it in that direction. And I feel like a lot of presidents get that, like in that rut where it's like, I know what I want it to be, but I don't know how to make it do it. Like, how do I man- manipulate all the parts to have it happen? And um, it's just so cool what the chapter is doing right now. And it, I feel like this has really made the chapter shine because we have so many creative people that are not only just Delta Epsilon, but every time I go to like a lead or a GCC, I'm reminded like our brothers are so creative, man. And it's really cool to see like now you're forcing these chapters to be creative, do really creative things. I know other chapters are doing like some really cool community service events. I can't remember what chapters right now, but um, like virtual community service events. And yeah, it's just really cool how like such a negative thing that like we were so lost in before, like has turned Delta Epsilon really into like this powerhouse. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't see from the outside at all. I mean, like you guys don't seem stressed. You guys don't seem confused. You guys don't seem demotivated at all. And I'm so serious. Like, um yeah I'm just really impressed with like everything and I feel like a lot of people feel that way and I have to oh sorry you can go first oh um adding on to the social media stuff um and Izzy's point uh I think COVID allowed us to like reach out to other people because we realized and as a position like hey we're not the only ones going through this other SVPs from other chapters are going through the same thing like same thing with other presidents. So I don't know. Um, I'm actually, Mary, you're probably in the president's group, me, like the, the in all of the presidents. I'm in the SVP chat. There was a bunch of them, but we were just like brainstorming ideas, sharing ideas, stuff like that. So it helps to reach out and it helps that people are so um, kind to share their ideas and be like, hey, y'all should do this and y'all should do this. Um, but about the social media thing, I think a lot changed from, you know, in person, like when everything's virtual, you have to be like, you have to go to the recruits instead of having them come to you. Like there's no tabling opportunities. I mean, unless you want to do like tabling through Zoom, but you know, we have to be the ones reaching out to them, posting all the time, stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think we definitely, the dynamic of recruitment changed instead of like, them coming to us. I mean, they still come to us, but we really have to go to them. Yeah, it's crazy. Like as the president, 
right now, there have been, like, it never ceases to amaze me how many cool and creative things that all of the officers have been thinking of within their roles, you know, especially with you, Izzy, like you were saying, all of your plans were in person and they were amazing. But then when you were rattling off your plans, you know, post shutdown and current shutdown, like I, my mind was so blown. I was like, you have thoughts like out of the box and it's literally insane, like how creative that you are with this. Thank yeah, no, like it never ceases to amaze me, um, you know, how you can take this situation and it's completely black and white, you know, and you push forward and you, you're going to succeed no matter what, you know, just you as a person, you're very motivated, very driven. And so, you know, I knew that no matter what was going to happen, you were going to excel in some form or fashion. And I think this podcast is like absolutely amazing. I mean, I'm biased. I love podcasts, but like, I just, yeah, never ceases to amaze me. You know, like the creativity that all the, all of the exec has come up with thus far. I mean, even with Liam's position as the athletic director, you know, we were able, you know, there's no intramurals in person and that's what the athletic director is in charge of, but he, you know, we're doing a virtual 5k, we're doing watch parties, we're doing esports, like the amount of creativity and the ways that we can stretch the positions is unbelievable. And I think our chapter has found those other opportunities to really grow and shine. And I start think it's just that we just have to stop thinking of the traditional ways to go about things and think outside the box. And so this really has put a lot of pressure on officers and that they just have to think outside the box. And even if it doesn't make any sense, you can still like mm -hmm. fix that plan over time. Like I'll be honest, like whenever I have an idea, I let it linger in my mind for a little bit and see other ways I can make it better. And so I'm really happy for Liam because intramurals is basically a big part of Delta Epsilon, at least like we're really competitive, but like having a virtual 5k is amazing. Like, and to pitch it to other chapters too, to like have them take a picture at like a monument and then use a hashtag really unites us as a fraternity in general. I don't know any other fraternities who are doing that or have thought about that. And I really want to know like what other chapters are doing too, because if they have a great idea, then share it with us and we can make it bigger. We can make it like an, an entire fraternity wide event. I mean, what I really wish to see and hope to connect with other chapters is that if they have an event, reach out to us and we can, you know, Work, collaborate together. I'm all about collaboration. I'm all about working together. And so uh, I want to, I've been like messaging random fraternities across the country. Like I keep talking about Hawaii. I'm, I'm obsessed with Hawaii right now, but just got them to agree. We're going to do a podcast with them, with the VPCO of Hawaii chapter and talk about how they shifted online. But I just want to pinpoint other chapters around the country and see what they're going through. If they have any cool ideas, then they run it by us. And we'll be gladly to jump on board because with a business professional fraternity, we should always, you know, work together. We're all brothers at the end of the day. So why not support each other with their ideas? I definitely agree on that. I love collaboration. And I think like working with other chapters will help us do more fun events, will help make those business connections. I was actually on Instagram looking at other Delta Sigma Pi chapters and um, some chapter posted like an alumni video and it was like, um, 
snapshots of like videos of different alumni saying where they currently work, like when they pledged, when they graduated, stuff like that. And there was like amazing companies like P&G, like three alumni worked for P&G. And I'm like, I got rejected from eight, eight um, applications from P&G, you know? Um, so like, imagine knowing somebody from a different chapter who wants to work or who, who is working at your dream job. And, you know, knowing a Delta SIG at like your dream job is that can literally help you get that interview, help you get that job, or they can point you in the right direction. Like, here's what you need to do. Here's who to reach out to. So I think collaboration can definitely help improve us socially, but also like professionally too. Yeah, I think the atmosphere, no matter whether it's in a fraternity like this or in another organization or in a job, I feel like it's no longer cutthroat and competitive. And we you know we are really leaning on each other as human beings because we are all struggling so hard. And when you lean on people, you really start to see, you know, like the warm heartedness in somebody who you may not have liked for years, you know, you could work on relationships that, you know, haven't been great. You can collaborate with, you know, different chapters across the United States. And it's really, it's really a cool thing to see unity prevail in this sense. Um, you know, it's, it's no longer competing against one another, it's working together. And the outcome is so much greater you know the whole is so much greater than the sum of the parts right right and like i'll be honest uh, back in the spring i was more competitive with other brothers but going to lead really showed that you know we're all in it together and we all have the same goals and so coming out of from lead i was able to make more connection with the brothers from you know ou and utsa and to become friends with them and shows that like they have the same goals as you i mean when I, came to, when I joined DSP, I wanted to join like-minded people. And I already got to know the brothers in my chapter, but to like meet other people from across Texas who have the same goals and you know have the same uh, fire as you, you know, like the, the same like hunger to, for success was great. And so that really shows that like, they'll, they'll do anything for you. Like I'd rather, I'll like, I will do anything for a brother because I know like the position you've been, I know what you've been through in the pledge process and such. So like, I'm willing to, you know, go out of my way for a brother than for someone that, who hasn't like joined in the fraternity. And so I'm sure that the others feel that way too. And so they'll help you through the process. They'll give you a recommendation for the, the career. So. Um, on the topic of like competition and stuff, Amanda, you know, we, we've been like in the, I think we are in like the running of getting, what's the, What's that award called? That uh, A to Theta one? Koi? No, not Koi. What's the chapter most award? Chapter? Yeah, most outstanding chapter. Did you have any like projects or things you wanted to do um, that didn't get like didn't get to happen because of COVID, or just because like you know you thought of it too late and? Yeah, I mean, there's so many things, but of course, it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of things that, like you were saying, like, by the time I thought about it, 
it just either we wouldn't have enough time to do it or it wouldn't be exactly to like the full extent that I wanted to do. And I feel like everyone goes like through that no matter what position you're in. Um, and it's funny because our region is very competitive. Um, we have like, I mean, every region has incredible chapters, but I mean, like there's always this competitive energy within our region about awards. And I think it's really cool and it's really motivating. Um, but yeah, and then as, um, you know, Rose Bowl, big fundraisers that we had planned and everything kind of, and then like my whole plan with like the outreach share to do a whole bunch of stuff, like, uh, as he was talking about earlier, after that kind of fell through, it became like, okay, well, what, what other thing can we, can we make that will, um, help us stand out? And then a lot of things that I needed to think about actually fell to the wayside, like um, checking up on people and the exec team and things like making sure that people were okay at home because of COVID, things like that, that I should have taken more of a responsibility for, I feel like, looking back, like obviously this is all like retrospective. Um, I think that some of those like what can we do what can we do um probably push people to being unmotivated in the exec team I wanted to do this thing where we um wrote letters to everyone and like ship letters to everyone that are like all the different chapters around and then it just became way too hard to coordinate that with our exec team being everyone being virtual and then relying on like multiple different people to mail letters and then the timing of everything, spending way too much time focusing on like what big thing can we do to actually win awards. Um, there's just so many more important things I want to say. And of course, like our chapter is very competitive. <laughs> like we, we, we like awards. Um, so it is important to us, but I think it's interesting looking back because I remember, and we had multiple conversations about this, about like, okay, well, what can we do to kind of check all those boxes so that we win? And every day, of, every day checking the hub, like, yeah, refreshing, yeah. refreshing <laughs> us, refreshing <laughs> us and Ada Theta, like yeah. having two tabs open. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But, and then a lot of things that I wish I would have done because um, it's hard to when you have a chapter as big as ours and this chapter is way bigger too, it's, it's hard to check in on everyone individually, but that's really important if you want a strong close knit fraternity. And especially when people live at home with their parents who may be older or grandparents or people who are immunocompromised and they're going through so much and you're expecting them to come up with these crazy ideas while you don't even have any of the answers for them. It just put a lot of things in perspective after leaving the position so abruptly and then having a lot of time to like look back on it and obviously so well deserved of Ada Theta and Cody and um all of them for winning that and that was like the best you know you know thing to see but it's just it's interesting how looking back on that it's a completely different perspective now in my head right and so just just to know, uh, Ada Theta, if you're listening right now, we'll come for you next semester or next year. I mean, it's not the end yes. of that. 
Um, but shout, uh, out, shout out to Cody Vasquez. Oh, actual, actually going back to what you were saying, Izzy, saying how like you would do anything for a brother and people are so kind. Cody Vasquez actually helped me like with my SVP stuff when I first um, ran for it. And also uh, other brothers from like a California chapter. So people are so helpful. Like I met them like once and they're like, yeah, add me on Snapchat, add me on LinkedIn. I can totally help you. People are so helpful. Like they're very open to sharing ideas and stuff like that. And so that's awesome. Like I feel blessed to like have a connection with Cody Vasquez. I mean, this guy was getting his master's and in charge of Ada Theta at the same time giving me like advice and stuff so yeah awesome. right. I didn't even know he was a master's student and then it makes me think that like if he could do it I mean other master's students could too he definitely prioritized his time really well um he's also he has a, a kid coming soon right I don't know Cody's really cool I like him a mm-hmm. lot I really wish uh we could have um had Ada to come by to the chapter more often I know they drove up for our spring initiation right uh they're really involved in other chapters which i'm really happy to, to hear that that's the thing that i wanted to do too last semester with jonah we actually had plans after lead to go down to san angelo to uh to see their initiation we are their yeah initiation so it's really about involvement because like these people are so nice and you want to support them and see how the chapter runs because not every chapter is the same too i mean every chapter has its differences different names for their officers too and so it's interesting to see how they run their chapter and then how things are different and what you can improve yourself. And so I'm um, really happy to have brothers like that around. And I'm sure there's more brothers who are like that, but it's just about like coming together and working with each other because uh, we're all in it together. We all want the same goals to graduate and get a big, a nice job that makes us happy. Um, but it's just, it's a really great effort, community effort. And yeah, I mean, we all were hit pretty hard. And I mean, I know you said that you wanted to do more for the brothers, but honestly, we all were in a, in a rough time, a different mentality. We didn't know what was going on. Like I have friends in other orgs and they completely like, cut off each other just because like it was so mentally exhausting to deal with that. And then you had school and school was so difficult that last semester. I mean, some professors, you know, just cancel class in general, teaching you to teach yourself your, your own classes. Like even now this semester, I'm teaching myself a whole bunch of stuff that I I don't even know how to teach myself and so it's just like mentally people needed to take a step back from I guess fraternity and just like figure themselves out and so that's what Leo did for example I talked about him earlier he took a step back a step back and trying to figure out what he wanted to do for himself and I feel like that's a lot of what, what a lot of us did I mean we still stayed connected we remember doing Netflix parties with some brothers doing um, Jackbox too but at one point, like, everyone just cut off from each other and just needed to, like, relax and figure out what the next step was. And so it's not, you shouldn't really put that on yourself because I think we all just needed to take a step back and just reevaluate ourselves. So. But uh, other than that, I mean, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was a tough semester. Um, definitely nothing we've ever experienced before. And it's just, it's crazy because, like, I, I talked to Rahma, our social chair, about this, how, like, I wanted to preserve what went through this year in the time capsule. And so, in future, like, in five years, the exec board for Delta Epsilon will see, like, oh, man, these guys went through something, like, we've never expected. And hopefully it's, it's better by then in five years, 2025. You know, we aren't still wearing masks and worried about catching COVID. But 
hopefully by then, you know, they'll be able to see that, you know, we powered through the pandemic and we, you know, um, were able to, to push through. And I know it's a lot because like, I don't, this is crazy, honestly, like we're going through a pandemic, um, classes are online, like there's so much going on right now. And it's crazy how like, it's like the new normal. And so um, it's, it's intense, but I know like we can power through it. We all have the motivation. I mean, it's, it's a struggle, but you know, I know we all have each other's backs and like, when I have my tough days, I, I talk to my, my close brothers and I'm like, hey, like, I need like some advice. Like I, I'm able to talk to them about it. Uh, recently, I've opened up to another brother of mine and, you know, talked about my anxieties and how like, you know, like I'm here for you. Like I know what you go through. So, you know, it's just all about like teamwork and just like understanding other, everyone's positions and just helping them out. I think we're... Not again. <laughs> you go, you go. Um. Going off of what you said, Izzy, like, we're we're literally going through a pandemic, but we're also literally going through history. Like, elementary kids who can't even read, like, imagine a kindergartner on Zoom, like, trying to, like, t- you know, stay attentive and learn. Like, they can't even log into Zoom. They can't even read. Like, this is crazy. I th- I'm just excited to see, or at least the, the business major in me is excited to see, like, all these new, like, companies and apps and things that are like kind of have a virtual aspect because I think there's going to be so many things that blow up um, because of what we're doing. Like this is the new normal. Um, but also Izzy, you should put some coronavirus in that um, the capsule. Just kidding. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> put put a, a COVID like a, like a, a test, test test results. Oh, yeah, yeah. Positive. I know Tay said he wanted to be buried with a time capsule, so maybe we'll let that happen. We'll infect him and put him in the ground. We'll see. Oh, my goodness. With um, working from home stuff, too, like as far as school-wise and then work-wise, I know, I think that all of you have jobs or I don't know exactly who has jobs, but are those all working from home along with school, too? Um, So my job is kind of a hybrid. So I spend two days on, what is that? Was that your question? Like, um, so my job is a hybrid. I spend two days on campus and then the other days like working remotely. Um, And it just sucks because like, it's just so different. Like the workplace is so dead. Um, you, You can't do everything the same. And then working from home, like you have to, really like focus yourself because if you if you don't really have a desk or at least for me like if I don't I'm not sitting at a desk and I'm just on my laptop I get distracted by the tv or by random stuff so you really have to like have a good routine or you really have to figure out like how can I stay focused how can I actually be productive and so it's crazy because all ages are experiencing this like from children to like college students to you know the older generation who probably don't know how to use a you know zoom so yeah so that's me i'm i'm like a both i don't know <clears throat> i don't know about the other two i think mary is in person yeah i've been in person on campus since june we all were required to be reported back starting june 1st um, so we've been in person ever since 
And I don't, I think for the first time, like ever, I've experienced what people mean by like, you know, like the workplace just being a really stressful environment. I remember back in August, there were some days where I would walk into the office and I could just feel like the amount of tension between everybody like working in housing because they were at the forefront of catering to you know all the freshmen all the upperclassmen to come back to campus and we had no idea what to do you know and I think it definitely added up and just going back in person you could really feel how stressed people were and even if you weren't directly in charge of making decisions you were still stress for other people for sure it was stressful because like nobody had the answers we were waiting on like administration or you know all these different departments on answers and they're like oh we don't know and it it was kind of like a especially during the summer was kind of like a you know we're just gonna go by ear and like whatever happens happens i think everything was chaotic and well, for me, I don't really have a job. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm a, I'm a baker. And so the spring semester was like the best semester I've ever had of like being able to manage my time with like my my job of c- cooking. And so I made a lot of money. I was able to pay for my lead ticket like with a, with a week's worth of uh, selling goods. And so for me to have like this great income, supplemental income while I was going to school to find like stop out of nowhere hit me hard. And like I moved back home this semester. And so I don't really have any orders, so I've been looking for part-time, like, remote career, uh, d- data entry, and no one's literally hiring remote. It's all in person, like, go to the office, and so for me, I get sick very easily, and I'm actually surprised that I haven't gotten sick yet, because I get sick so easily, um, so if I were to go into work, I'm pretty sure I'd catch COVID, and my parents are uh, a little older, too, so I don't want to risk getting them sick, too, so it's really been difficult for me. Um, I'm someone who likes to work, like, I love social interaction and working, and so for me to go to school is, is like not enough for me. I need to have something on the side too. And so uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit difficult to adjust to it, but you know, I'm still applying to internships every single day. I try to apply to 15 internships a day. Uh, so that's going on, but um, I'm really, it's just interesting to see how people, so many people have lost their jobs too. I mean, like we're in a recession too. So it's like all these things happening. And so I'm thankful that I'm, in a little bit of better situation than others are, you know, but I still feel for them. It's just such a weird time right now. Cause like we're going to work in person during a pandemic. There's the possibility of you getting sick is so high. And so we're still ignoring it. I read an article saying that most countries across the country or across the world, sorry, have, you know, taken a step back from real life and just focused on getting better, getting over the pandemic. Whereas the U S has, try to normalize the pandemic and work through it, which is probably the, the, the wrong thing to do, but I don't want to get into politics or anything like that, but it's like we've normalized this pandemic and we're, instead of you know, trying to find a solution, we're just trying to work through it and like figure out how to make, maintain normal, maintain normalist, normal, fancy, normalcy. I don't know how to say it. Normal. I can't say it. My tongue's messed up. Just how to be like, have a normal life while, trying not to die essentially and so it's just really weird to see how the U.S. is um, going about this because I have friends in like New Zealand and so they told me like the COVID's like eradicated there and so like life's back to normal they don't have to wear masks anymore it's like they can do normal things again but here it's like 
you know, if you go outside and you don't wear a mask, then you're you're so much more likely to catch it and go through those symptoms, which is really weird. Um, but I'm, I went off topic a little bit. My apologies for that. Um, but I'll let you guys go back into it. Um, Amanda, so someone who has graduated, do you have any advice for um, like job hunting or like how is it like being graduated and like, okay, I need to get a job or no advice. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Um, as far as like a COVID world, I guess I have experienced kind of both like job searching, not in a COVID world and then in a COVID world. Cause I did lose my job offer and I had that job offer for a year up until graduate, like up until I lost that job offer. Um, and so I thought I was set and I thought I was good to go. And I experienced job hunting like outside of, or before COVID pre COVID. And then now in this new world, having to do that. And very honestly, like we hate to say it, but UNT really did prepare me. Like they got me my job that I have now. Erin Welch, who's our chapter advisor, our faculty advisor, she um, was like, why don't you just go to the, one of the UNT virtual career fairs? And that honestly really helped me. Like I literally got my job almost on the spot um, through that. I just had to do like one interview after that because we already talked for so long at that career fair. Um, so I, I really wish I had like a an answer as far as like, step one, step two, step three, boom, you got the job in a COVID world. Um, but don't be afraid to look outside of what you're comfortable with. Um, I thought I had like a bubble, like, okay, I'm comfortable with this. And it's funny because everyone will do this thing where it's like, okay, well, I want this very specific job. And then it goes like a couple months of job hunting. And then it's like, okay, well, I'll budge a little bit. Like I'll, I'll do um, consulting, I guess. And it's like nothing happens for a few more months. And then you're like, okay, I'll take anything at this point. Um, but just don't be afraid to do something that you're not comfortable with. Um, Cause you can always find another job after that. If you don't like it, you can always find another job and don't be afraid to take risks. Obviously you want, um, something to be stable, but I'm doing something that was not in my mind at all for a career path. Um, I never thought I'd be in like the real estate industry at all. I never thought I would do sales. I never um, thought I would be in a job like over the phone with clients or like having clients or anything. And I was just like, I would never want to do that. Um, and every time I say that about something, I always end up doing it <laughs> and it always ends up being positive. And so don't be afraid to like, things are not what you see because in college you think of jobs as a certain way and they're always never that way. Like that makes no sense. But, um, you think of like, this is what the day to day would be like in X job in the job in this industry. And then you actually get there and it's nothing like that. It's completely different from your expectations. Um, but I'm sure that you guys, have you guys gone to any of the virtual career fairs or anything um, or done anything that they're virtually doing? I think it's actually really cool. Um, I know a lot of schools are doing it too, but they're still doing them. Like <laughs> my company's still go, all going out, out to them and everything and people are still there looking for jobs. So, I mean, it's Oh yeah. I think that helps a lot with people that are like, have been applying to jobs since like, 
before COVID. Because like for me, I wanted to get a job or I wanted to get an internship during the summer. But I mean, at that point, everyone was like, okay, we're no longer doing internships. So I lost that motivation of like, okay, none of the places that I actually want to work at, they're not hiring. So like, what's the point of applying? So I stopped applying. Um, But I think it is cool. Like, if you were to find like get a good job opportunity and you take it, you can learn other skills. Like, I mean, look at you, like with sales, I'm sure you're, you're developing your, you know, communication skills, speaking skills, just, just stuff like that. So that's cool. Cause if you do have another opportunity, like with a job that you actually, you know, went to school for or a better opportunity comes, you have new skills that you learned from the job. Yeah. So. Thanks for the um, motivation to go apply for more stuff. Yeah. Oh, honestly, I mean, because my degree is in insurance, so it's not this glamorous, like, can't wait to get back into the insurance industry. I really want to go tackle all the, um, the grievances that people have with that <laughs> industry. Um, it's also small. I mean, it's not small, but it's, it's more niched rather than, like, finance or marketing, where if you have a marketing major, you can literally possibilities are endless yeah yeah but I guess your your major is a little bit more yeah and it it definitely is like I don't I only know of a couple more schools that have that as a major and I think it's good because I learned a lot of life skills through that major and I think that was a big thing uh this podcast isn't about picking your major but um if anyone is listening that it's in college and is thinking about changing their major that's one thing to think about is like um if you have a business degree you're going to get a business job anywhere almost like there are very few business jobs that require that like accounting would probably require that very specific degree. Um, but if it's a general business job, you can have any major and do it. And like they'll, as long as you have a business background, they'll look at you as a candidate. And so actually choosing a major where I didn't really care if I went into that industry, but it taught me a lot about life and like maybe owning a business, like maybe entrepreneurship or something like that. Like I, those are good majors to check out if you're thinking about changing your major or anything like that. Cause business is applicable to any, anything, which is cool. Or I also think that like UNT should definitely promote the courses and other things that they offer. So um, I was supposed to graduate this semester, but something with my schedule happened. So I'm not allowed to take like my final policy class until next semester. Um, So I was looking around like, okay, what minor can I pick up? What else can I study um, since I have another semester to do? Um, So they actually offer certificates um, in different areas. Um, So personally, I'm a marketing major and I like to do advertising. They have like an advertising certificate. And one of the courses, you go to New York for like, four weeks and you work for an agency in New York city, which is super cool. And like, I have never heard of that. And I, I mean, they don't promote other things like that. And there was a bunch of other cool things, but like financial planning is super helpful and super good to know. I mean, what if there was like, I mean, I'm sure there's courses that teach you that like the basics and the foundations of stuff that are actually helpful and that you can use in the future. I think Amanda, you were talking a little bit about like, your insurance classes, I remember you talking about those. Like, those are good to know because nobody knows about that. Um, you know, stuff happens um, and people don't really know, like, what to do 
um, in that area. Like, I don't know how to make, I, I have no, nothing about, know anything about insurance, insurance. So I think it's good to like take those classes. Um, if you are, I don't know, sorry, I got like way off topic, but I think there's good to take classes. If you don't know what to study, like take whatever, if you're able. Right. And I, I didn't even know that you could do like those certificates. It makes me interested now because like I've always wanted to go into advertising, but I don't want to stay any, any more longer than I need to. I've been in school for a little bit longer than I wanted to. So just trying to get out of here, but I didn't know. I'm going to look into those uh, certificates. Um, but yeah, um, I think we're good for the, the rest of the, the episode. We've gone for about an hour now. Um, thank you guys so much for, for joining me today. I'm really thankful to have uh, both all three of you here. Thank you, Sarah, for agreeing to be my co-host. I know it's a little bit last minute, but I'm really happy to have you here. Uh, thank you guys again for stopping by. I'm really thankful, like I said. Um, I hope you guys have a great week and enjoy. Thanks. I'm excited to see where this goes. I, I think that there's going to be a lot of interesting topics coming up, and I'm not sure if you post like the schedule of the episodes beforehand or something, but um, I'm excited for all those future episodes that are coming up that people may or may not know the topics about yet. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes, and I know that you're the right guy to do it. Yeah, this was awesome. Thank you so, so much, Izzy. You're going to kill it. I cannot wait to see the evolution of this podcast. Right, right. Thank you guys so much. Um, any last remarks, Sarah, or are you? Um, no, I'm good. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks for listening. Um, be Stay tuned for, like, amazing episodes. We're going to get better. Uh, sorry, you're going to have to edit this, but... <laughs> Yeah. Right, yeah. So uh, with the episode, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it right now. I'll, I'll decide if I want to remove it or not. But um, for now, episodes are going to be, I'm still putting them out. I'm switching them around. Like, I had planned to do one next week, but I think I'm going to push a different episode up. It's more like who's available because most people I'm talking to have big boy jobs. And so they're not available at certain times. So it's more of me shifting around. But since I have Sarah now and recruitment's coming to an end, I, hopefully we can like figure this out more because like I hope to see it improve from this episode to next episode you're not saying not no offense to you guys but like more from the the background of it but uh thank you guys for stopping by um and have a great day